It's science. Because CrossFit's really hard. High intensity is really hard. Like if you've done a CrossFit workout before, you guys know. If you've done multiple over several years, you know. Some workouts, you're at the end of the workout, you are like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing CrossFit? I'm quitting. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, and then the next day, you, you know, you realize that it's all part of the journey, right? And that there's a payoff, a payoff for this high intensity training. Welcome to Consistency Breeds Growth Radio. I am your host, Justin Romare. Our incredible guest and myself talk about the cutting edge science and consistency necessary to reach your weight loss, wellness, and performance goals. If you have nutrition goals, we have customized nutrition programs and coaches that tell you how much, when, and what to eat for every single meal. And the best part? You don't need to calculate macros in an app. Ditch the calculators. Want to learn more about our intrinsic diet? Let one of our coaches know you listen to this podcast to get 10% off. Do you own a gym or attend a gym that wants to make some money and throw a top-notch nutrition challenge with a team of certified nutrition coaches? Our team will guide your members through a nutrition challenge customized for your gym. And you'll make money for each member who signs up. If you want more information about working with us one-on-one or in a gym setting, head over to consistencybreedsgrowth.com or email us at consistencybreedsgrowth at gmail.com. We will also put links in the show notes. Enjoy the podcast. What's up, team? We're back with another episode of CBG Radio. Today, we have a really, really hot topic. This is a post I made on Instagram a few weeks ago, and it got a lot of buzz, so I wanted to come on here and clarify a couple of things. Uh, But first, I want to tell you about our six-week summer camp nutrition challenge. Here's the thing, guys. We post a lot of transformations on our Instagram accounts, Facebook. We have hundreds of testimonials on our website. It's very important for you guys to know that These transformations were not done in six weeks, okay? I think there are a lot of coaches out there that are very disingenuous about the results that they get to their clients, and it takes away the results from the clients, right? Because for you to say that you helped them perform this transformation in six weeks does the client a disservice because the reality is is that the transformations, 95% of them take longer than six weeks. In fact, they take anywhere from 12 weeks to one year, right? So... By by sh- actually demonstrating that's how long it takes, it shows the dedication and consistency of the actual client and athlete that you know we work with, right? So uh, when we post transformations in an effort to get you signed up for the six-week challenge, it's important for you to know that these were not done in six weeks, the majority of them, uh, and that this is the start to your journey, right? This is the start to your journey in terms of figuring out what you need to do nutrition-wise, learn from our coaches one-on-one in the challenge to eventually get the results that you're seeing, right? So with our, our summer camp nutrition challenge, it's going to be six weeks. You're going to get an intro and exit uh, FaceTime call or Zoom call with our coaches, daily accountability tips and video coaching tools. You're going to get progress tracking with a leaderboard. You're going to get tasty meal prep ideas, You're going to get personalized portions of food telling you how much and what to eat. So you're not going to have to calculate macros uh, to get started on your journey with us. You're going to get one virtual cooking class with a certified chef. 
weekly fitness challenges, and we're going to give out prizes at the end. The price is $150 for the challenge. I'll make sure that we put the link in the show notes for you guys to read more uh, about what each weekly breakdown is, week one through six. We have it all on our website. So look, we're excited for you guys to join that, uh, and we're really excited for the podcast today. So today we're going to be talking about five reasons that you're not losing weight, but you are doing CrossFit, right? So a lot of us get into CrossFit because we want to improve our overall body composition. And then we actually fall in love with the sport, right, in the community. And we sometimes we might lose sight of why we started in the first place. It's our journey of health from a movement perspective as well as a weight loss perspective, right? And we know that weight loss or uh, losing body fat uh, correctly is directly proportionate to your health. So it's a great mission for you to focus on losing body fat. And CrossFit, I believe, is one of the most elegant ways. Of course, there are, there are issues with CrossFit, right? And not everyone you know, needs to be doing handstand push-ups. But I think overall, the community atmosphere that it brings, the group fitness aspect that it brings, and the constantly varied component of it makes it fun, aspiring, and it makes you want to, you know, it urges you for more, right? You want to go back every day and challenge yourself, right? Compete with others. Super awesome, right? So the big thing with CrossFit, though, is that it's, it's not only constantly varied, but it's high intensity, functional movement, and it's executed at high intensity. So it's for most people that I've talked to that have started CrossFit that that were doing something else before, whether it was, you know, hypertrophy training in the gym with cardio or they were boxing or they were doing whatever it was, and they started uh, actually, you know, starting CrossFit, it's a lot more challenging than, than any of the other trainings that they were doing before right? Whether it was that was running or they were, they were part of a rowing club, whatever it is. So with that, a lot of people expect results, body composition results, because CrossFit's really hard. High intensity is really hard. Like if you've done a CrossFit workout before, you guys know, if you've done multiple over several years, you know, some workouts, you're at the end of the workout, you are like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing CrossFit? I'm quitting. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, and then the next day, you, you know, you realize that it's all part of the journey, right? And that there's a payoff, a payoff for this high intensity training, right? So people want results from this high intensity training. You don't want to be doing this hard, hard work, right? And making your body adapt uh, cardiovascularly and in other ways to just stay at the same body weight and look the same, right? So when we talk about calories in, calories out, that's the biggest thing here. And I'll speak to a couple of reasons five reasons total throughout the podcast as to why you might be doing CrossFit and working really hard and you're still not losing body fat. Okay. So I'm going to jump into number one. The first one is that your portions are bigger than you think they are. Right. So this is a big struggle. A lot of people will come to us at Consistency Breeds Growth to work with us for one-on-one nutrition coaching. And they'll say, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. I eat really clean. I eat really healthy. About 50% of the people that come to us tell me that. They say they eat clean, they eat healthy. They don't know why they're not losing weight and they need more help, right? And for a lot of these people, the clients uh, and athletes that we work with that we're able to help, they are not tracking in any way besides their eyesight, which is very subjective, right? They know they're eating healthy foods. They're eating chicken. They're eating broccoli. 
They're eating, you know, rice, quinoa, sweet potatoes, steak, you know, all these healthy food, quote unquote, healthy foods, and they're not losing weight and they don't know why. So the first tip here uh, or reason that you might not be losing weight is because you're not tracking at all. Okay. So there is a lot of intuitive eating people out there. Obviously we have our intrinsic diet and our intrinsic diet to explain to people that haven't uh, heard the podcast before and know about what we do. The intrinsic diet is first focused on portion size, portion sizes and calcul and tracking of some kind at the beginning and then transition, transitioning you to in to intrinsic eating uh, slash if you want to put us under the, the category of intuitive eating after that, right? So a lot of people are starting with intuitive eating, but that's not, it's not helping them lose weight because their portion sizes, they're not tracking their portion sizes. So we help people understand the portion size you need first, and then we help you transition to a lifestyle where you don't have to track anymore. And that's really powerful because then you don't, you feel like you're under this dieting culture or feel like you're dieting, right? And you can maintain your weight. You can keep the weight off that you lost. That's exciting. That's where the magic happens. So the number one thing that you need to probably think about doing, and you could calculate macros. We don't have anyone in our coaching system currently calculating macros uh, so much. We, we We do everything based on portion sizes, telling you how much, when, and what to eat, and make it really, we simplify it for you. But if you want to calculate macros, that's fine. It's still a way to track how much you're actually eating in terms of an actual calorie amount. And some people aren't doing that. Some people are just, I'm eating healthy. I don't know why I'm not losing weight, right? And they're doing CrossFit and they're, they're working really hard in CrossFit and they're eating healthy. So like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why aren't I losing weight? That, that I get that. It's very, very frustrating. Um, so what I would recommend here is if this is you and this tip resonates with you, Start tracking for two to three weeks and then adjust your portion sizes accordingly, right? This would be the first step for you to understand a little bit better what you need to be doing to track to get to a place where you can be at an actual calorie deficit. Big thing is here, I mean, you can be training as hard as you want, eating a health, as healthy as you want. If you're not losing weight, the equation isn't balanced in your favor, which means you're not at a calorie deficit. So... Uh, you have to get there. And one way to get there is through tracking your food and lowering it over time. Number two, okay, um, is physical activity, right? Uh, Physical activity in and of itself is not the entire story, right? So exercise, and we just did a podcast on the very last podcast that we did, if you guys want to check it out, but it's uh, based on the total daily energy expenditure. And this is the total amount of calories you burn in a day. And a lot of people think that the majority of the calories they burn in a day is through exercise. And that's actually totally wrong. Okay? So from exercise, depending on how much you exercise, about 15 to 30% of the calories you burn in a day are from your exercise. The other 15 to 30% is from non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is sort of for people where this non-exercise activity thermogenesis is like you just walking around throughout the day, taking the stairs, other movements, preparing your food, uh, getting up off the couch, all these different movements that aren't considered exercise, but they're still considered movement. And therefore, it takes calories to perform those activities, opening a door, all these things. For some people that are working out hard, right, but their non-exercise activity thermogenesis is low. For example, they don't go on walks. They don't do anything throughout the day. They work out and they go home and they work from home, maybe 
as a result of the pandemic, and they just sit there uh, at their desk or on their couch the rest of the day. This means your non-exercise activity thermogenesis is low, and you want to improve this over time, right? You want to be able to improve this over time. This could mean going for a walk after each meal that you have throughout the day, building other habits around uh, you know, improving your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So you may be working out really hard in the gym, right, doing CrossFit at high intensity, but you may be sort of slouching it the rest of the day, right, when you're not doing exercise, uh, quote-unquote, exercise activities, right? So you don't have this, like, my metabolism is damaged, right? You just need to, one, maybe start tracking your portion sizes, and two, improve your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Start walking around right? Um, so these are two uh, really key tips to improving uh, the amount of calories that you burn in a day without really having to change your exercise or fitness routine. So third is actually changing your exercise and fitness routine. Now we know that uh, our BMR, which is our basal metabolic rate, which is how many calories you burn at rest, is also really important for the calories in calories out equation, right? So you could be working out really hard, all these other things. You could also be having a high non-exercise activity thermogenesis, but you don't have other things in your life through the workouts that you're doing that help improve your BMR. So this would be, for example, strength training. And this is going to be hard for some coaches to hear, especially CrossFit gyms. But I find that the majority of CrossFit gyms that I see their programming and other things, or just, just the programming in general on a weekly basis, they don't have enough strength training in their program. It's a lot of cardio, right? It's like, hey, we're going to do, be doing a Metcon today. Hey, we're going to be doing a Metcon today. Like, honestly, I w- uh, if I had a brick-and-mortar location, I would probably do something strength-wise almost every single day. Probably Thursday would be an off-peak day. I would have more of a longer Metcon on that day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then also Friday, Saturday – uh, I would have something strength related at the beginning, after the the metcon, preferably before the metcon, uh, after the metcon, or I would have strength for an entire day. You know, like Monday, hey, we're just doing, we're squatting, you know, we're doing uh, bench press, and then you know we're going to transition over to some some strength pulling gymnastics work. And I wouldn't even have a metcon. A lot of coaches don't want to hear this because it's uh, logistically super easy to just like get a, have a metcon going and for you to just start the clock right hey start the clock here you go metcon but now your athletes and clients at your gym are doing too much cardio and this is the important part right so crossfit gyms need to incorporate more strength training and hypertrophy training into their programming and this could be the reason you're not losing weight you're like wow i'm working hard my coach is taking care of my programming i'm in the gym i'm I'm eating healthy. I'm doing all these things. All these things are lining up. But when you really sit back and reflect on the sh- on the programming, are you do you have enough strength programming at the gym that you're currently at? And this could mean doing extra strength training on your own, or it could mean you having to switch gyms, right, to reach your body composition goals. So you know, make sure your gym is frequently incorporating strength training in their program. We see it all the time. People that are cardio bunnies, really struggling with losing weight. You don't want to be a cardio bunny, right? If you're doing cardio all the time, for for lack of a better term, this is uh, the skinny fat, uh, you know, transition in terms of losing body fat. So what happens is if you're not doing strength training uh, and you're at a calorie deficit, 
you know, you could be losing an equal amount of fat and muscle mass at the same time, which gives you this skinny fat, uh, sort of dieting culture term that's been, you know, presented, uh, on Instagram and elsewhere. And that's not what you want, right? You want to be able to facilitate and hold on to the muscle mass you have while losing body fat and to do so, or to even build muscle mass and to do so you need strength training programming on, on a weekly basis, just absolutely, absolutely critical, right? So the fourth tip that I'm going to give is that you, you need to be thinking about improving the amount of muscle mass that you have. So this is related to the strength training from before, right? So you're doing strength training. You want to be able to do strength training to actually potentially put on muscle mass, okay? And the other thing is when it comes to burning calories, that total daily energy expenditure that we talked about, the more muscle mass you have, the higher uh, calories you can burn in a given day at rest, which is called your basal metabolic rate. So your basal metabolic rate is you just sort of lounging around. How many calories do you burn lounging around? You know, And the basal metabolic rate can be higher based off of how much you weigh, how tall you are, uh, what's your sex, whether you're male or female. But it's also based off of how much muscle mass you have. Okay? So if you have more muscle mass, you can burn more calories at rest, which is pretty awesome. I'd love to be able to burn more calories at rest, right? Because then I don't have to do anything. Uh, but in order to do that and burn more calories at rest, you do have to have strength programming and training, and you have to be able to build more muscle. So, you know, that's really, really key uh, in terms of being able to understand a little bit more about why you're not losing body fat. People with more muscle mass also, um, you know, it's a lot easier for them to lose body fat in general. And the reason for that is that muscle, muscle is a very expensive tissue. It requires a lot more calories for muscle to function than for fat to continue functioning. So for the more muscle mass you have, right, it just has a lot more metabolic currency. You're really able to burn more calories at rest and while you're, you're working out, right? Because that muscle needs more energy to function. The more muscle you have, the more energy you need to function that muscle and to recruit that muscle and to contract that muscle. Very expensive tissue. Look, it's very critical that you put on as much muscle mass now in your life as possible because once you get past 40, you know, data shows that, um, you know, you're in a zone where you're at risk for sarcopenia, right? So that's basically where you're losing muscle mass over time, okay? And that's not what you want. Uh, this, catabol catab uh, you know, catabolism is, is not great uh, in terms of the breakdown of muscle mass and having to put it back on later on in life is also really hard, uh, albeit doable with the correct strength programming. So the, uh, the other biggest thing is uh, to put on that muscle mass, right, you might be actually keeping your body weight the same. So let's say you're doing everything right that I mentioned before. You're tracking your portion sizes. Your physical activity is on target. Your gym is incorporating strength training. You are putting on muscle mass. Well, boom, maybe you're looking at the wrong metrics. So number five is you are looking at the scale to represent the body fat that you're losing. And this is, uh, this is unfortunate for a lot of people that focus too much on the scale because there are so many different factors that affect, you know, what the scale readout is, right? Not to mention the variability week to week if that's how, how often you're weighing yourself. So, for example, we have glycogen, which is stored in muscle tissue. 
and this glycogen takes up weight. So this is just you know what your body uses to fuel for high intensity workouts. Uh, glycogen levels can be up or down depending on when you know when's the last time you trained versus when's the last time you ate uh, you know carbohydrates to refuel that glycogen. You know number two is water and inflammation. So you could have had a food that it, sort of your body is adjusting to or is sensitive to. You could have an inflammatory response from that. You could be holding on to water. So you could see water fluctuations in the scale. And thirdly, uh, you know, your <laughs> this weight on the scale that you're seeing could actually be muscle tissue, right? You may be losing body fat, but also gaining muscle tissue, and therefore your weight's not changing. And when your weight's not changing, it'd be really frustrating if you're focused on losing body fat. But remember, if your portion sizes are good, your physical activity is on point outside of just training, but like you're doing walks throughout the day and you move around throughout the day pretty consistently. Healthcare workers come to mind here. They're constantly moving throughout the day. Uh, you know, your gym it has the appropriate amount of strength training, uh, preferably daily. And, uh, you know, you know that uh, you, you're harnessing the amount of muscle mass that you have. You know, you're doing strength training and eating the adequate amount of protein, right? And that's for, for most people that are looking for fat loss, I try to get people somewhere around 0.8 to 1.1 grams per pound of, uh, per, per pound of, uh, of, of actual weight. So if you're 130 pounds, I try to get you somewhere between 100 and 100 grams of protein per day to 140 grams of protein per day, right? So if you're, you're, you're getting those portion sizes correct, you're doing everything I mentioned, it could be that the scale is not moving because you're actually putting on muscle mass and, um, and losing body fat at the same time, which honestly is the, the, the holy grail, the swoley grail is what I like to call it, the swoley grail of body recomposition. So it could be that those, um, those are the things that are keeping you from actually uh, you know, losing the body fat that you want and uh, seeing the change on the scale that you think you should be seeing, right? So, so guys, in summary, uh, you know, look, there's five tips here as to why you're not losing weight, but you're doing CrossFit, which we know is frustrating because CrossFit is at such a high intensity. Number one, your portion sizes are too big. You're not tracking them in any way. Number two, your physical activity isn't the entire story. So you're working really hard in the gym, but you're slouching around on your couch or you're working from home in front of your computer for the rest of the day. Get your ass outside. Start doing some walks, some other things to get your non-exercise activity thermogenesis up. Number three, look, your CrossFit programming sucks at your gym. It's not good. It, it doesn't have the, for fat loss anyway, it doesn't have the appropriate amount of strength training in it uh, for you to make sure that you're losing weight and building that really, really metabolically demanding tissue um, of muscle that we know is so important for everything in life, honestly. Number four. The muscle mass that you're putting on uh, could be, you know, affecting the scale. You know, the muscle mass you're putting on, you're eating enough protein, you're taking the right amount of strength training in. So, therefore, the recommendation for that, number five, is to ditch the scale, take your progress pictures, and get a better objective representation of actually what, um, you know, what your goals are. You know, it, it's not necessarily directly corollary to the scale. And those are the five tips that I have for you if you're not losing weight, but you're doing CrossFit. So take a 
good hard look in the mirror here, uh, no pun intended. Take a good hard look in the mirror here. Understand if one of these five reasons the reason you might not be losing body fat. And look, if you're interested in understanding more about portion sizes and some other things that I mentioned here on the podcast today, we are running a six-week summer camp nutrition challenge. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you guys to check it out. All the information's on there. Um, you're going to be able to work with a one-on-one coach and understand what you need to get your health journey started and into the right trajectory for fat loss, right? It's going to be amazing. We're really excited about it. We got a number of coaches that are going to be working uh, with all of you on this challenge. So if you want to get signed up, click that link. You can definitely find us at uh, CBG underscore online underscore sports on Instagram. You can always send me a message there. You can email us at consistencybreedsgrowth at gmail.com, uh, or you can go directly to our website at consistencybreedsgrowth.com. I appreciate every single one of you. Please share this podcast, and it can be find on found on any of the, the different platforms. Uh, so share with your, your friends uh, if you enjoyed it, and we will check you out next time. Peace out, team. It's science. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it. Keep tuning in every week for more incredible guests and ways to reach your max potential, both physically and mentally. Please subscribe on iTunes or your preferred podcast app and let us know if you like this episode. Don't forget to check us out at consistencybreedsgrowth.com or on Instagram at cbg underscore online underscore sports for details on upcoming nutrition challenges or one-on-one coaching for weight loss, wellness, or performance. Also, feel free to join our free Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash groups slash CBG Nutrition Tribe.